Well, welcome to Exopolitics Today. I'm Dr. Michael Sala, and I'm very pleased today to get an update from Corey Good about his recent briefing from his secret space program, uh, Contacts. So it's my great pleasure to introduce Corey. Hello, welcome to the Sphere Being Alliance YouTube channel. This is Corey Good, and today I'm talking with Dr. Sala. As a lot of you know, I gave a couple of real, really more of hints towards what I'd received recently from updates. Uh, I gave little summaries here and there. A lot of people probably missed it, but um, today I'm gonna to talk with Dr. Sala and he's gonna kind of go over questions that he had about what I had posted online. How are you doing, Dr. Sala? I'm great. Thanks, Corey. Uh, very exciting that you're getting these uh, updates again. And uh, you obviously had a meeting with um, a group. Uh, you, you did send me an update. So you, you talked about Gonzalez and the Mayans. So, so maybe, you know, w w what, what happened? Can you describe how you got the update? Yeah, typically, uh, Gonzalez picks me up just sporadically just to check on my health and to abate certain things that I have going on. And uh, one of these random times I got picked up right after I had my little examination, I expected to just go back home. Very little chit chat normally. But Gonzalez said he had some people from the SSP Alliance that wanted to talk with me that they, for about at least a year now, the, um, the Lunar Operation Command, which controls airspace, the flight corridors, um, had locked down after a, uh, a number of incidents occurred, including Sigmund being assassinated on premises. A lot of things really occurred after that. So they pretty much wanted to uh, give me an update of, of what's been going on and what's been happening with the different space programs from the intel that they have. And, uh, you know, they still have people here and there um, implanted within these different programs and these different programs are looking for them right now. So with, with Gonzalez, I mean, we know he's with the, the Mayan um, SSP. Is he still acting as a liaison to the Earth Alliance or to the um, SSP Alliance? He is with the SSP Alliance. He is, he broke off pretty much all ties with anything earthly when okay. he fully joined up with the Mayan group. All right. Um, but yeah, that, that's his status. Okay. So he's uh, attending meetings or being briefed by people in the SSP Alliance and then passing on that information to you. Um, well, that's typically how it occurred, but I don't think he, I think this is the first time he had met with them in some time. And instead of relaying information to me, which he was doing less and less over time, this was actually an arranged face-to-face -face meeting with people on the Mayan ship from the SSP Alliance. Mm -hmm. And can you describe anything about the operation of uh, how you're picked up, how this communication happens? Like, you know, do you get a warning? Do you get told to be in a certain place? What, what happens? I never have any warning whatsoever. Okay. It's just completely random. And in the middle of the night, I will find myself on the Mayan ship. They will try not to disturb me too much. They do their little tests and, and 
whatever they're doing with me, and then they send me back. That's typically what it is. And Gonzalez is there. He's like he's speaks less and less. He's become more and more like one of the Mayans. Okay. Okay. And and these are like physical extractions from your home. We're not talking astral out of body. As far as I know, I mean it, it's 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 it is perceived as a physical experience anyway. It it I mean I'm physically interacting with uh, the Mayans, and I physically interacted with the SSP Alliance uh, mm-hmm. people that were there. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, in the update that uh, that you you sent me, uh, you, you're talking about the interplanetary corporate conglomerate and how they've locked down corporate cities and facilities on the Moon, Mars, and their uh, mini, mini colonies elsewhere in the in the solar system. So. You know, what's happening with the interplanetary corporate conglomerate? Well, a lot of it goes back to Sigmund and the information I relayed. Yeah, it's been a couple of years ago now, hasn't it? Um, The information that was given to him about Dark Fleet had their entire rosters, all of their assets. Anyone who had was even a puppet of theirs was it was all in this information that was uh, that Sigmund handed over to the SSP Alliance, and then it was disseminated through several of the other SSPs, at least three. I know that the Global Galactic League of Nations received the information, and they began taking measures to to look for double agents, I guess you would call them. Um, Because really, you hear all these people out talking about Dark Fleet, but no one really fully knows what it is. it's sort of like kind of like a Hydra type of operation that's not completely, it has its own little bases and its own assets that it's stolen or had given to them in different ways that they operate with. But most of their infrastructure operates in the skirts of the other space programs. So, um, you know, there's money being like, or assets, it's not really money, but you know, they're given a certain a bandwidth of assets, and some of those are divvied over to these darker programs, which is the Dark Fleet. And so that's why the Dark Fleet people were popping up even on, um, you know, the research vessel we were on. You know, they had a, an entire um, section of the ship that was off limits that people that weren't even assigned to our ship had access to, they would come and go. Uh, at different times and when the ship was configured that way. So they were involved in all the programs and were embedded you know, at the Lunar Operation Command and um, they were working with full knowledge. The ICC had full knowledge of it. So the ICC is kind of caught holding the bag. So they're um, the Dark Fleet is basically suspended. All of the people that were revealed on these rosters have gone into hiding or gone off to uh, other like reptilian colonies and other places to where you know they're seeking refuge. And uh, the city, the corporate cities and um, facilities that create items that we trade uh, are all completely locked down, more totalitarian than anything they've ever experienced before. They're all being interviewed. They're all being watched. 
very closely. And they're looking for SSP Alliance, but they're also looking for Dark Fleet uh, friendlies within. It's, it's kind of like a, a paranoia thing going on. And the Global Galactic League of Nations has been working more and more with this Galactic Federation group. And there are several, we hear people talking about Galactic Federations. There's not just one. Um, but there's a Galactic Federation group that the uh, uh, Global Galactic League of Nations has been working with. And they're working more and more with them and becoming more and more autonomous from us. They're basically a complete breakaway you know, civilization now. And they are under the tutelage, I guess you could say, of positive beings. Mm-hmm. So with the Global Galactic League of Nations, uh, this information that uh, uh, Sigmund revealed or released, that filtered through to the leadership or to the rank and file in in that organization, and that made them kind of like clean up their act or identify uh, compromised personnel, and they're they're working more closely with these different galactic federations. Is that a summary, a fair summary? Yeah, because within this information that... Um, not Gonzalez, but uh, Sigmund um, disseminated was also information about a bunch of trade, the human trade, biologicals trade, and technologies that the ICC was secretly using this dark fleet to trade all of these different things with different uh, civilizations that were on the no trade list when we made deals with positive, more positive beings, um, or maybe not positive, just kind of immoral. You know, they, by our standards, they, you know, some of us may not consider them positive. But uh, so that is a potential conflict and a violation of laws that would allow some of the positive beings to come in and clean up. But that has not occurred yet. We're hearing a lot of you know, information that uh, reptilian bases are being cleaned out. You know, they're very much still there. Um, the reptilian bases in Antarctica, um, there's some in Alaska, Alaska Africa, um, even California underground, um, Mexico. All of those are still completely intact. And, but these, um, but they've taken in a lot of human refugees. And I don't know how well that will work out for the human refugees. But, you know, these human refugees had been working side by side with the reptilians in trade and conquest for decades. Mm-hmm. So, so just while we're on the, the Global Galactic League of Nations, I mean, they, they largely operate outside of our solar system, doing this explore, exploratory work to... Uh, find technologies that might defend us from a hypothetical alien attack. I mean, that's recall you've explained that in the past. So, so now, because they have forged these relationship with more positive extraterrestrial groups, the uh, the you know associated with these different galactic federation uh, organizations out there, um, this kind of information of uh, these atrocities occurring. You know, that that compromises them is, is is that why they're concerned is is uh are, are they under some kind of lockdown as well uh as far well, as they, you know? they are completely 
outside of the solar system, this group. And it was created by all of the different nations contributing a small percentage of their GDP to a giant, um, uh, what was it? Uh, continuity of species um, program. And they, and initially they're the ones that were building a lot of these underground bases, which slowly got taken over and redirected. But this money also went to help them build out colonies on in, in other star systems. And they were really to have all of the science, knowledge of humanity, all of the best genetics. Uh, the people there are extremely healthy. They, uh, they've been through all sorts of genetic therapy and all, all sorts of disease and stuff removed from their body, genome, it's all been edited out. And they're kind of living, you know, uh, kind of a lot more advanced life like we would like to live. And they've uh, been building out infrastructure and that, that was their main purpose. Um, it was a purpose of peace. It wasn't really of weaponry, uh, but it was to, um, it, was, it was for pe peaceful purposes. And they were also seeking peaceful contact with other uh, human-like groups. Mm -hmm. So, so they still are largely a, a, a kind of continuity of species operation, with colonies outside of our solar system working with um, various galactic uh, civilizations, and uh, they're very concerned about this solar flash event. I mean, in your report, you, you mentioned that. So they, uh, uh, so it seems that they're they're pretty kind of separate to separated or from what's happening currently in our solar system with the lockdowns, the reptilian bases and uh, the ICC operations. Okay. Uh, so, so with the ICC then, uh, what, what is it that uh, they are doing, um, uh, you know, with the, with these lockdowns, I mean, they're trying to identify, um, operatives from the sphere being, or sorry, from the SSP Alliance and uh, Dark Fleet operatives. Are, are they doing this because, uh, you know, they, they want to squash dissent in these ICC colonies or just because, you know, they, they, they have this kind of like um, uh, this mindset where, you know, if you're not with them, uh, then they, they don't want you there at all. Well, I think it's kind of a saving their own ass <laughs> uh, sort of uh, angle for them. They made some very serious deals with over 900 other civilizations that we're in trade with. And the deal was, we'll do trade with you, but you cannot do trade with these groups. And we agreed to it and their ramifications. So I don't know what those ramifications are, but I don't think the ICC wants to experience them. And just like the cabal, all these different groups, they always have a fall guy. They always have a group or a person below them that they can say they were acting autonomously. This was uh, horrible. We're going to punish them. And But when really it was their left hand that was doing it. Mm -hmm. so, so, the, so the information leaks from uh, Sigmund, really created this problem for the ICC because then it became more widespread. 
within utter that chaos. community. It created utter chaos. I see. Okay. Um, well, you know, there's there's some information out there that um, uh, that the human civilizations or the human colonies on Mars are being encouraged or assisted by one of the galactic federations to rebel. Um, do you know anything about that, or, or that, and that the indigenous uh, peoples on Mars, and we're talking about the indigenous reptilians, the indigenous insectoids are being aided by the Galactic Federation, or one of them, uh, to, to rebel against the, um, against the reptilians, against the human overlords. Do you, do you know anything about that? I'm not aware of any reptilians or insectoids that are native to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they've, all, they've all come from other timelines and from other star systems over eons. They may have lived there for many, many generations, but that's not where they're from. Um, but the, um, the bases, the cities, they are such totalitarian type of environments anyway, to where it's like, you know, they're psychologically suppressed too. It's like, you know, in South Korea, you know, you have all of these people starving. Why aren't they storming the cities? You know, they've been psychologically all their lives put into this like Manchurian candidate kind of, well, that's not the right one, the right word, but put into this really weird mental state. And it is so locked down that, I mean, I, I don't see um, how they could really fight back. It's, it's a complete totalitarian system that they're in. And the fact that the secret space program had infiltrated different, uh, the SSP Alliance had infiltrated some of these places, had um, detonated devices in some of the places where they produce certain um, uh, items that they trade outside of our solar system. Um, some of the ships that were used, we were able to somehow to sabotage them. And then they were left kind of derelict out and got busted by other groups. So there've been a number of things that the SSP Alliance has done that has been crippling things and, and, and harming things. But in return, it's just, they've locked down even more. I mean, these a lot of these people, they're not working. The facilities aren't producing um, a lot of the things that they trade right now. So a lot of these people are like prisoners in their rooms. You know, it's a really, it's gotten really gloomy for a lot of them. Now, that's not to say that that's going to change. You know, I mean, I, we definitely expect it to change, but um, now it's not a time for people you know, who are down into the earthly uh, alliance stuff or space alliance for people to kick back and start celebrating victory because uh, you're celebrating prematurely. Um, there is a lot of conflict going on between, even between China and uh, Space Force assets. We've seen some stuff raining down on earth because of that. There are things going on multiple levels um, that show that the leadership of this breakaway civilization is on its heels, but by no means is are we in a, you know, 
victorious situation right now. Not yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's while there is this kind of like general sense that there's an awakening process on the earth uh, where there's more resistance now to the deep state and greater awareness. And of, of course, there's, you know, political turmoil in the United States at the moment. On, on Mars, you're, you're saying that there's there's nothing like that, that, that there isn't that same general awakening or, or, or that the people are just so intimidated, so dumbed down. You know, it's kind of like North Korea where they just, they live in fear and, and they just, that whatever they do is, uh, is, doesn't mean anything given all of the resources and the power of the ICC leadership on these Mars bases. I, I can't even communicate to you the energy when I interacted with these people and the mindset that they have. They have gener for generations grown up in that environment and they are, they are different than you and I. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of you know the liberation of Mars, if we can talk about that, I mean, would this have to happen through some major military incursion like the uh, uh, SSP alliance, or or maybe working with some extraterrestrial groups, kind of come in and just remove uh, the ICC leadership, or or is there a, a positive faction within the ICC leadership which you know, can bring about change? You know, it's, it's hard to say. I wish I had more encouraging information. Um, you know, there are cosmic laws that prevent, you know, ET groups from just saying, all right, enough of this BS. We're going to go in and clean up the earth. That's it's just not how it works. Um, and, you know, these representatives of humanity, whether we voted them in or not, have been making agreements and have been doing things on our behest for a long time. And there are ramifications, you know, to that. And there are cosmic laws that have to be abided. And we have, you know, danced with the devil. And, you know, there, there are ramifications. Now the ICC is obviously worried about violating some of these agreements. You know, if enough came out I guess, galactically speaking, about these, uh, these violations of agreements, then, you know, there could be, you know, some ramifications with extraterrestrial groups, but I don't know how much they're allowed to come into our area and do, as opposed to just cut them off. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not as easy as, you know, a bunch of uh, galactic groups getting together and just saying, we're going to go in and clean up this planet. There are cosmic laws, um, you know, all of us on this planet, we're taking part in this giant financial slavery system. So by, you know, doing so, we're tacitly going along with it all. Uh, people don't like to hear it, but I know, you know, what am I supposed to do? Live out on an island somewhere that no one knows about? Um, you know, it, it starts down here. You know, a lot of it starts down here. And once we start cleaning stuff up down here, it's probably going to open things up a lot more out there. But for right now, it's a, it's, it's a major totalitarian system out there that the humans have created. Mm -hmm. 
Well, when it comes to these reptilian bases, I mean, we've heard this again and again from various sources that reptilian bases are being taken out by positive extraterrestrial groups, uh, that the reptilians are no longer a problem and so forth. But you're, you're saying that uh, the reptilians are still around. They still have bases on the earth, on the moon, on Mars, and, and they're still calling a lot of the shots. I mean, so, so what's yeah, they're, they're still exercising, they're still exercising their influence um, in this solar system, but this is, this is, this is it for them. This is their last foothold. They're sort of cornered here. Um, so this is the last big hurrah. They are sort of a wounded dragon, which is the most dangerous type of dragon. They are wounded. There is, they have fear. They see that, you know, they're in a situation, but they're still fighting steadfastly. And we need to keep doing the same. We need to keep sending out the energy out there to, you know, all of the different, you know, beings that are in conflicts with them and keeping them contained and uh, giving us an opportunity to deal with our part of the mess. And that's the part that we've got to do. We hear people online, you know, uh, you see people get censored. You don't see anyone outside of the company that censored them with signs, you know, um, people talking about issues with whether they believe voting was rigged or not. You know, you don't see people out. It's, you know, people have been lured into this thing to where this, you know, the Earth Alliance, it's all under control. Just sit back. It's okay. Uh, the beings in space have it all under control. Sit back. It's all okay. That is not humanity breaking our, our horrible cycle of looking up to the sky or into space or for other beings to come and save us. We've, we've right now is a critical time for humanity to get out and act and do and change. And uh, we have to do our part. We can't just sit back and expect these beings to come in and clear out the uh, planetary system for us and then just you know hand us the keys to everything. Yeah, that's very important what you just said and, and maybe um, would help to clarify because there is this perception out there that, you know, the white hats are in control and we just kind of like got to sit back and, and kind of watch them do their thing and, and kind of outmaneuvering the deep state and exposing a lot of stuff. But, but you're saying that there needs to be much more activity, political yeah. activity or. And, political and all of that, that, that people are hearing on the internet, it's hyperbole. It's, it's hopeful stuff, but you know, all of the information I got from really top people is that the military has set up some sort of a council that's looking into, uh, you know, for possible foreign interference in elections and that kind of thing. And that's it. And that uh, all of the people that were big alliance people are now moving into politics and trying to take over, you know, certain parties and clean out other parties. So that's what I'm hearing. You know, I'm not hearing you know, that people are being hanged. I'm not hearing any of this. I'm hearing that it's another phase two or plan B of the Alliance to try to root out uh, these horrible people. And it's, and everyone's polarized, you know, well, the left, oh, it's horrible. The right, oh, it's horrible. It's not, it's, 
both sides are completely infiltrated and both sides need to take a close look and clean it up. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. It's, um, it's all, you know, even in the UFO community, everyone's, you know, got their own little truths and they're all sort of, you know, battling each other for them. And, um, you know, I think that's more of a sign of end time madness than it is enlightenment. And hopefully people can start working through some of this and um, beginning to contribute and act like, like we were saying. Mm -hmm. So the, the information that there's a lot of uh, deep underground military bases that are being raided by special forces, by the White Hats, the Earth Alliance, positive ET groups, um, and that these are being taken over or destroyed and a lot of children and a lot of um, enslaved people are being rescued. Uh, your, your, your sources are telling you that that's not happening? It, I, my sources are telling me that it was happening, but all of those resources were basically strangled when things switched over uh, in the last year. So okay. Uh, that there were uh, certain, not, it wasn't as widespread as people are reporting either. There were some key facilities and underground bases that were taken out. And um, there were even, you know, regular like Marines that were sent into some of these situations that weren't briefed on the possibilities of ETs being there because they didn't think they would be there, but they had like joint little areas you know, or a little area segmented off for e a small ET delegation. And uh, they ran into those and it freaked the guys out. Uh, there were there were some major things going on, but those things have started to curtail quite a bit. Um, and uh, a lot of things have changed um, in the uh, talk in the leadership of the military. A lot of energy has shifted. So um, a lot of this is going to be up to to us, you know, uh, there's an alliance or groups out there that are trying to end corruption on both sides. Um, but, uh, you know, they're doing their job. We need to do ours. Mm -hmm. well, what about the moon? I mean, is the moon, uh, has it been cleaned out as uh, some are saying, or is there still um, a, a lot of work to be done there? No, the, the moon has many, many different ET groups on on it it's basically kind of like how we carved up antarctica and gave different uh, nations different zones there are different zones on that planet that that belong up to like 90 different et groups uh, a lot of them involved in these genetic programs they're all uh, they're all operational uh, the reptilians that that are there there are insectoids that are there um, everything is still uh, operating there the only thing that really changed was that there was a dark fleet base that was there that was a giant prison. And also uh, they did experiments and research and development uh, there on prisoners. Um, but uh, there were, they found huge uh, cryogenic containment, um, little pod prison pods that had huge uh, beings in them that, I mean, like dinosaur sized that are contained. They had all different sorts of, of the human uh, ET, uh, ETs that were being held there. Um, but the, um, when everything came out, including that information about that 
prison because of Sigmund. Uh, they abandoned all the people that were minding that base, they abandoned it. And then the ICC moved in, uh, supposedly not knowing about it, and have been cataloging everything. Mm -hmm. So, so the I, ICC, as far as the human side of things is concerned, is is still is still in control of the moon. Are the different ET races uh, that have historically used the moon as a launching pad for uh, doing stuff on Earth? You know, they're still there. So, has there been any kind of significant change at all in management? You know, like you know, like twenty twenty four, the Artemis. Uh, project begins in terms of uh, you know the first moon landings with with humans. So is was is that reflective of some kind of change or is it just business as usual? You know they they're not they're not too concerned about Elon Musk using his Starship to send um, a, a few uh, shiploads of people over there and and start working on building a a base on the moon and then they plan to have a, a permanent gateway they call it around the moon it, it, I, I thought that that reflected a change of management on the moon but it sounds like you're saying the moon is still the management system is still in place no big changes no really big changes i mean the lunar operation command went through some serious uh, management and people changes uh, they realized that the only way the secret space program and, uh, and their allies, uh, the Alliance, were getting to and from certain locations on the Earth was that they had help on the inside, uh, opening up corridors, allowing them to, you know, fly to and from without being, you know, uh, popping up as a red mm -hmm. flag. So, so they, if I was the con Sorry, go they swept. They swept out quite a few um, people that worked there, swapped them out with fresh people. Mm -hmm. So if I were to kind of like summarize everything you've said so far, it, it's, you know, the idea that we're going to be rescued, whether it's by positive groups, whether ETs or whether it's, uh, the uh, SSP Alliance or the Earth Alliance, that it's not as simple as that, that we as a planetary civilization need to take more control of our destiny. We need to become more informed. We need to become more active. And at the moment, you know, put it to you know put it bluntly we're kind of as a as a collective we're, we're too lazy to still too asleep and we we you know those that of us that are awakened need to do more in just awakening others and, and spreading this information is, is that essentially the, the way forward yes it's it's not only needed us waking up and starting to make change on the earth it's required it's a part of cosmic law we're not going to have the type of contact that we want with beings until we clean things up down here. You know, they're not going to want to drop down to a little third world planet where, you know, everyone's, you know, turned on one another and no one trusts each other. How are they going to set up a trusting relationship with us? So we're going to have to get our shit together on this planet and contribute to the process. And the more we contribute, the more they can. Mm -hmm. So, so what's uh, going to be happening in terms of you know your efforts to awaken the population to all of these issues? Is there something coming up uh, soon that uh, you think will help awaken people to all of this? 
Well, you know, yeah, there are some things that I have going and I, and, you know, and all of us need to be prepared for this. Full disclosure is under assault. Um, you know, I've been, you know, these um, UFO reports that are coming out in June, I believe. Um, in the past, I was getting information from my military, military sources that it was just going to be a bunch of, you know, thousands maybe of never seen before reports from different military people that had encounters. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really not that big of a deal. And they said, yeah, and then afterwards, they're going to set up some sort of special counsel to kind of investigate, you know, what it all means. But late, very recently, I heard that they're possibly going to release that ETs are real. We don't know much about them. They're very elusive. They won't communicate with us, but they've been around for a long time observing us. That would be a pretty big drop for most people. You know, everyone in the ufology community would get excited, but that's drip, drip disclosure. And even the Earth Alliance, everyone has agreed to it because they think it is responsible. And what I'm doing uh, with some friends and, and uh, colleagues is I'm trying to use the entertainment industry to try to bring full disclosure back in. Full disclosure has been stomped on. It's, you know, you don't, you don't even hear people talking about it anymore. But, you know, thanks to people like Jenny McCarthy, I mean, who, who would have thought Jenny McCarthy was going to help save the full disclosure narrative here pretty soon? Um, we might be able to announce uh, some show that uh, we'll be doing together that's gonna make a big difference. Um, you know, the graphic novel, I, I was guided to do a graphic novel, everyone was fighting me on it, and then to build everything off of that, you know, and things are moving with the scripted series and, um, you know, we're building out our platform to start having spiritual content on it. And, you know, now we've got a few people that are um, in, actual production right now to create shows with us and courses. Um, we're doing everything we can to try to get this out into the mass consciousness. And uh, I think everyone out there should start looking at, into their wheelhouse for their skills and talents and try to figure out how they can contribute. Great. So with um, future updates, do you expect to kind of get more regular updates from Gonzalez and the Mayans? And, and what about the Anshar? Are they still in the picture? Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't predict Gonzalez's sporadic appearance. <laughs> There's just no way. Um, I still am in contact with the Anshar quite a bit. They are having me uh, work doing a lot of inner work to prepare myself so I can spend more time with them and learn more about their fourth density way of life. Right now, they're pretty much, I'm focusing on, you know, doing inner work and getting to the place that I need to be. Great. Okay. And I, I, I guess uh, any kind of upcoming events that you want to know, uh, want people to know about? Yes. And thank you for asking. <laughs> um, all, for all of this information, you can go to coreygood.com and find out about all these projects. But if you want to go to Ascension Summit 2021.com 
and uh, take a look. We're going to have a major event. It's probably going to be the largest event in the community this in the last two years, you know, because of COVID and all of that. Uh, it's going to be in uh, Colorado Springs at the Elegante um, uh, Hotel. It's a convention center. Uh, we're going to be able to have up to 500 people right now. But if things relax more, we can have up to 1,800. And it doesn't sound like they're going... Uh, I don't know how heavily they're going to be uh, enforcing the mask thing. It doesn't sound like that county is really starting to make a lot of changes and, and uh, start to release a lot of the controls they have over everyone. So um, it's going to be a, a, a big event. It's We're kind of seeing it as a light worker family reunion. It's We have a lot of great speakers and you're one of them. Well, well, fantastic. I, I look forward to participating in some way. I, I definitely, uh, you know, feel kind of uh, you know, suffering from uh, island fever at the moment, being locked down here on the big island of Hawaii. But, uh, you know, thankfully we have a virtual uh, means of being able to connect. So, yeah, definitely that's going to be a big event. So, uh, yeah, we'll include the information link for people that, that want to be involved in that. Yeah, I mean, we got we have nice uh, a nice lineup of speakers. We're going to the first two days are going to be indoors with speakers, and then the third day we're going to go on zip lining events, hiking, all kinds of cool things. And uh, we're also going to have something really cool. Um, go to our to the website uh, Ascension Summit 2021.com, and there's an area in the in the speaker list where it says possibly you. We have three hours where we're going to have like little TED Talks to where people from the community can get up and tell their uh, stories. They get, you know, 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever's decided upon. And we're going to record it all. And if everyone agrees, we might use that in some of these upcoming uh, docu-series that we're doing. I know that um, hopefully really soon we'll be able to announce the major platform that it's going to be on uh, and... Uh, more about it, but uh, I would love to get as much of the community there and in B-roll and in other ways to have on, you know, these different television shows. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, people can just go to your your um, your website and to get more information. And I think you're still uh, active on social media, uh, Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the other social media you recommend for people to kind of get updates from you. Yeah, they can find it all at corygood.com. Um, and also I do a lot of my updates on my Telegram channel. I'll put the link below. Um, but also, I mean, don't we need to talk about your book that's been number one for a while? All right. Yes. So, yeah, of course, the uh, uh, Space Force, our Star Trek future, you know, that's, uh, that's just, just come out. And, uh, yeah, I'm talking about, uh, how Space Force is really going to be a gateway for this uh, Star Trek future that everyone in the military wants. And I know you you in the past have said that that's what the um, uh, SSP Alliance wants. That's what the, uh, that they, they want to do that. And, and I was really amazed to see that in 2019, there was a workshop uh, organized by Air Force Space Command that actually said it explicitly that, yeah, we are working towards, we want to create a Star Trek future. So, yeah, and I know you have been saying that for a few years too. 
Absolutely. Do you have also, do you have any uh, of your online courses going on? I know in the future here, when they start to announce that UFOs are real, I bet a ton of people are going to want to take your exopolitics course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I've got a webinar coming up on May 22nd. It's going to be called Antarctica, the Dark Fleet and Humanity's Liberation. So I'm going to just kind of like look at any, all of the, the new data on Antarctica that, that has been coming out and uh, look at some of this information about the Dark Fleet, how it began, how it has spread out through the solar system. Because for me, it's like this is something that, uh, you know, people really need to acknowledge that, you know, if we trace back where, where did the evil begin or where did, where did it really kind of take off? It's like, well, what, what happened in Antarctica with the German breakaway colony? That was the big lie that, you know, the Navy went there to take control. They were cocky. They thought they could, you know, expose, flush out the Nazis and, and take over the place. And then they suffered this devastating defeat and they hid it and they kept it secret. And, and so I think, you know, Operation High Jump, what happened there, you know, I've, I've, done, I've dug deeper into Operation High Jump, what really happened, what, what fleets were involved, that there was more than one aircraft carrier battle group. It wasn't just the... Philippine Sea. So I'll be talking about that on May 22nd. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, there's a lot going on right now. I know a lot of us, there's been a vacuum of information and a big letdown from a lot of things that were supposed to happen. You know, the Alliance suffered some defeats. They did. Um, but everyone needs to keep their discernment caps on. They need to figure out how they can contribute to making things better and get out and do it and not just sit back and uh, listen to, you know, you know, stories of our salvation when we have to be our own saviors. We have to contribute to the process. So I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to discuss this with you and uh, sort of uh, get, you know, really finally get some of the information that I've had out there. I've, I've been sitting on it for a few weeks and then I've had a recent update again uh, with Gonzalez and then I'm expecting another one here really soon. So, um, uh, and on Friday, I'm gonna get an Alliance briefing. So I should have some interesting information. And again, it, it'll probably be on my uh, Telegram channel, which you can find below. But everyone, please, subscribe, click like, take a look at Dr. Sala's website and his courses, his book. Get ready for full disclosure to be, I mean, it's about to take off like it never has before. We're about to have it. It's going to be, it's going to be everywhere. And if this scripted series takes off as well, which I've been wanting to do for years, then, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to make a major contribution to the awakening mass consciousness. And I look forward to it and I hope other people uh, contribute as well. Well, it's been great talking to you again, Corey, and I look forward to, to more updates in the future. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>